This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly Cricket on the Bet Rivers Network. Welcome back to the Bet Rivers Cricket Show. I'm Ed Hawkins, pro cricket picker. Great to have you with us again. We can't move for winners on this cricket show. And with the man who's been doing lots of the hard yards to find those winners, he's an exile to maker. Here he is. It's John Wright. How are you doing, John? Not too bad, eh? Thank you. Good. Now, show two, we brought winners in the form of David Warner, top Australia bat, Shy Hope, top West Indies bat. And we've got three big games on episode three, haven't we, John? Tell them what yep. we can expect. Yeah, well, we've got the, the, the second test match uh, between uh, England and New Zealand at, at Trent Bridge. Uh, England have won the first test match in, in Lourdes. Probably, I'll probably talk about that in a minute, Ed, probably a little bit luckily. Um, so that'll be interesting. Uh, and then we've got the second uh, ODI between uh, Pakistan and the West Indies. The first game was played yesterday. Pakistan won that game, chasing 306 uh, quite easily in very, very hot conditions. And, and the third match is the third of the 2020 series between Sri Lanka and um, Australia. Australia have won the first two matches. This is, the, this is the last one before they start the ODIs. Change of venue here, the move inland to just outside Candy, Pelakela. So um, that'll be interesting. Australia tend to, when they've already won the series, tend to sort of like rest a few players. So it'll be interesting to see what they do, Ed. Yeah, we have to be wise to that, don't we, John? Yeah. Um, Let's start with England v New Zealand then. Uh, we've got a venue at Trent Bridge. Uh, Bet Rivers money line for you is plus 105 England, plus 188 New Zealand, and the draw plus 350. I suspect, John, we've got both a strong feeling for New Zealand in this one, uh, and that's probably because of the Trent Bridge pitch. Why is it going to be so important for pickers for this one? Uh, yeah, Trent Bridge. Uh, Trent Bridge usually usually quite a flat pitch. Um, average score there, first innings test score is around about three hundred. Um, uh, it's going to be about two ninety this year in first in first class cricket with with, with knots. Um, England's record there is not particularly good. They they lost it. They, well, they didn't lose at the test match last year, but they should have done it. The game against India when India were chasing, I think, about two hundred on on the last day. To beat England, they were cruising along about fifty for one, weren't they? And 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 then the, the, the last day was washed out. So England England would have got beat at um, Trent Bridge. I think I think the pitch will will definitely suit the seam bowlers. Uh, New Zealand uh, both sides played a spinner in the first Test match. I can't see that happening at Trent Bridge purely because um, uh, that they weren't really really effective. I mean, Ejaz Patel bowled two overs. Um, Obviously, Jack Leach was was injured, and um, Matt Parkinson come on come on as a recussion uh, uh, concussion replacement. He didn't do much either. So I expect both sides to go with seam attacks. 
And looking at the New Zealand team attack, I actually think it's got a lot more depth, to be fair, Ed. I think, you know, the fact they're going to probably bring in Neil Wagner and possibly Matt Henry to be to replace uh, Colin de Gronholm, who was injured. I think that's a good thing. I think the balance of the New Zealand time will be New Zealand side would be a lot better. And also, I think they'll come on for the run. I mean, I think they were caught cold in that first innings with, against England when they were bowled out for 130. And I think I think New Zealand will will get better. And the difference between the two sides is that their Premier League batsman with England, the Premier batsman is obviously Joe Root. Joe Root got them out of the pickle in the first Test match. New Zealand's top batsman at the moment, um, Kane Williamson, is bang out of form. And I don't think that'll last for a long time, Ed. Yeah, I tend to agree on Williamson. I think we mentioned this on show two, how important it was for uh, New Zealand to get game time before uh, playing this red ball series against England, because a lot of their players had come from white ball cricket and we were explaining the difference between the two types of game. And you really need a sort of long warm up process when you're switching from one to the other. And they didn't have that. And the first test, basically everybody that served as, New Zealand's warm-up. So far from ideal, and we don't agree with it, but they're going to be much better for the run, as John said. Uh, a market which caught my eye was uh, Bet Rivers under or over on the opening partnership for both teams in the first innings. That basically means as a bet on how many runs England or New Zealand, when they're batting first, will score for the first wicket. So that before they lose their first wicket and Bet Rivers go England at 25.5 runs and New Zealand 26.5. Now you can go over or under that. Um, I suspect that whoever bats first, that's the team that bats first at Trent Bridge on Friday morning. Let's go under uh, that quote uh, because it's going to be dicey for the batters and all four of the opening batsmen for either team have issues at the moment, particularly when the ball is moving around. Uh, any picks on top bat or top bowler for you, John? No, I just concur what you just said there, Ed. With England, I mean, the, the Lees and Crawley at the top of the order look very, very scratchy. I mean, I know they put 59 on for the first wicket in the first innings at Lords, but I mean, they could have been out on numerous occasions. Uh, Pope and Bairstow look woefully out of form. And again, it was down to Root and to Stokes, particularly, and, and uh, Ben Folks with shepherding uh, Root in that second innings to get England over the line. So looking at the odds now, I, mean, I know previous, on the previous show, Ed, we said that Joe Root was no value. I think he was like two six, two, plus 260. Yeah. I think plus, at the moment here for, the, for this particular match, he's, he's plus 300. So I actually, oh, sorry, plus 200. I actually, I actually thought that was fair because... He seems to now he hasn't got the captaincy. He seems to, he looked sort of like he's the, the burden of captaincy was off his shoulders. He, he's he, I mean he's a class batsman. He's one of the best batsmen in the world as we know it. Twenty six hundreds and ten thousand runs, test runs. But he looks he's all he's all mannerisms. Even his interview after the game, he looks he looked sort of like so buoyant. So I would I would stick with the favourite. I, I would go with Root for top England batsman at plus two hundred. Okay, great. That's in the first innings, guys, remember. Um, I'll, I'll mention Kane Williamson, but we're looking for plus 300. We might not get it on the New Zealand top bat money line. If it is plus 300, that would be out of line how often he wins uh, on that line in our favour. Um, so that's the price you need to take if you can get it on Williamson. Uh, also keep in mind Carl Jameson, 
from sort of plus 4,000 is a big number, but he's probably underrated. He's a very good player uh, and he's going to be one of the best all-round players in the world, we think, in the next few months. Um, failing that, Jameson for top New Zealand bowler from plus 300, please. Uh, again, it's a price which would be out of line how often he wins. Any more wisdom from you, John, before we move on to our second game? No, I, I concur with what you just said there. I think New Zealand will will bring in Henry Nichols to bolster up their batting. The, the New Zealand batting looks have a lot more depth than England's. I was proven in that first test, and with Daryl Mitchell and Tom Blundell putting on 195 for the for the, for the sixth wicket there, or oh, sorry, fifth wicket in the second innings. I think England haven't probably haven't got that depth. So um, yeah, I, as I say, I, I, my lean will be with, towards New Zealand for this test match. Okay, great stuff. Remember, everyone. Our best picks come at the end of the show, so stick with us. Let's move on to game two now. We've got Pakistan versus West Indies in a 50-over, a side game. We previewed that first match and gave you a winner, don't forget, on Shy Hope, top run score of West Indies. Uh, Moneyline is like to have Pack at minus 225, West Indies plus 175. Pakistan won by five wickets in game one at Multan. Chasing a healthy 3.06 to win. It's at Multan again. What's your view, John? Multan pitch looks flat and the weather, as you said, is you know, it's fiercely hot. Yes, I watched that game yesterday, Ed. Uh, you know, West Indies won the toss. They bat, uh, Nicholas Perran batted. Um, obviously, he wanted to protect his bowlers in that 40-degree heat. Um, yeah, West Indies got 300, which is a fairly competitive score, but it was very, very apparent in the second innings, that 300 was they were going to get get it quite easily. Uh, Pakistan, as we said, very strong at the top of the order, but effectively it was their middle order that got them over the line. I mean, Shah coming in there and hitting those three sixes on on the bounce really sort of like won the game for them. So, yeah, as I say, I think it's a, it's a difficult one for for West Indies, especially with these pace bowlers in these conditions. Um, it's going to be the same, obviously, more Maltown is a venue for these three three ODIs. So it's a difficult one because I can understand why Nicholas Perram batted when he won the toss. But um, it's a difficult one because the bowlers, you know, in, with the day-night game, you know, if you want to be bowling, you'd really want to be bowling uh, second, really. So um, it's, 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 it's interesting. But as I say, Pakistan looked by far the better side. And again, like in the first match, um, Ed, probably looking at derivatives like we did like we successfully did in the first game, uh, batsman match bets and probably top batsman for West Indies, where a couple of the players like uh, Shy Hope, uh, possibly Shomar Brooks, you know, score a high percentage of their runs. Ed, as you, st- as you said in the first uh, in the first show. So yeah, I, I wouldn't. The only, the only thing that would stop me from betting them is that West Indies might rotate due to that heat. I mean. Um, Hope's batted, what, for 40 over, 40 odd overs there in that heat. Uh, the game's come thick and fast, so they could ro- rotate, rotate. But um, West Indies haven't got that depth to rotate with the batting. So I, I suspect with the batting, they'll probably stick with the same lineup. It'll be the bowlers that they maybe rotate. OK. Um, I'm going to talk about Imam Ulhaq again. Mentioned him in the last preview for this game. He didn't do the business, unfortunately, but he did score 50. Um, we're keeping fingers crossed for plus 300. Barbara Zam did take honours for top run scorer on that line. Uh, now, because Babber is such a popular player and such a famous player, we're hoping he's going to be taking up a bigger 
chunk of the book. So we might get a bit more on Imam. I mean, do we go back in on Shy Hope, uh, John? I mean, I have a tendency to uh, swerve once I've had uh, one winner or a guy like that. I don't follow him in immediately in the next game, even if the price is uh, wrong, even if the money line is wrong. Where do you stand on that? Yeah, I mean, I, I would probably... St- I will probably look to stick with him, Ed, to be honest with you. But okay. as I say, the one thing that puts me off is, is the heat and the conditions he would have batted in yesterday in that 40-degree heat in Multan in the first innings. So it might have taken a lot out of him. Again, as we said at the first show, uh, Shamal Brooks and um, and Shy Hope score a high percentage of their runs. Uh, and I'd be looking to probably them, maybe even King, uh, to be top back out of those three. I mean, Nicholas Perrin, I know he got 21 yesterday. Captain um, seems to be, yeah, as I say, as I said before, he's, he's runs, he's runs in international cricket. Don't, don't go in unison with his, his dominance in, in franchise cricket, especially yeah. in 2020. So um, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd probably, I'd probably look to stick with them, stick with Shy Hope and, and, and Shamar Brooks would be my two pixel West Indian batsmen for the second one. Okay. Great. Well, that's that's worth pointing out. Uh, it's also worth pointing out that because it's such a good batting wicket, you think that your top run scorer bet has a very strong relationship with the man of the match line. Now, by that, I mean that uh, your top run scorer, that is enough often to win them the man of the match. So it could be that top run scorer and man of the match is the same pick. Uh, so Imam Hack might be plus 300 for top Pakistan bat, but if he wins, you're possibly looking at a winner at plus 1,000 for the man of the match as well. So you could go that way if you want bigger prices for your money. So just transverse top run score to your man of the match. So uh, you're getting better value there. Any other players to follow for you, John? No, the only thing I would say is, again, what I said in the first show, the, the, the left-arm spinner, Hussain, for, for West Indies, if you actually look at his stats, since he came into white ball cricket, he's been the most effective uh, spin bowler in in, white, in, in uh, international white ball cricket. Takes a hell of a lot of wickets, bowls very economical. A bit unlucky yesterday, bowled 10 overs, one for 50. Uh, Azari Joseph got two wickets, so he'd, he'd have been beaten in that market. But out of the two West Indian spinners, Walsh bowled terribly yesterday. Uh, Hussain was by far the most dominant spinner. Again, with these West Indian bowlers in this particular heat toiling, I would tend to go with a spinner. So if, if, if there's any markets that come up for top uh, West Indian bowler in the second one, I'd be looking at Hussain. He probably will be favourite around about, I don't know, two plus 250, plus 275. But I, yeah. I, think, I, think, he, I think he's worthy favourite, to be honest with you, Ed. Okay, great. Best pick still to come, everybody. Uh, let's move on to our third and final game. It's Sri Lanka versus Australia from Palakeli on Saturday. Uh, disappointing betting heat, I'm afraid, this one. So we're going to have to work hard to try and find some value. There's going to be some big minuses on Australia uh, for this one. They're 2-0 up in the series and they've been pretty comfortable. They thrashed them by 10 wickets in the first game and then they beat them by three wickets in the second that sounds closer than it was they did have a bit of a wobble Australia but basically the problem is Sri Lanka can't score runs uh, and it's not going to help that the Palakele pitch has been tricky for the batters uh, in the last 10 T20s played there 
more than 160 in the first innings has been busted only four times. Now that's important because around the world in T20, the scores are going up um, and really there should be a higher proportion of more than 160s being scored. Uh, so it suggests it's a tricky wicket. Um, now does uh, that hurt Sri Lanka again, John? I think it does. I mean, Australia have won the toss in the first two games, Ed, and they chose to bat, chose to chase. I mean, this particular pitch, um, Palakali, as you say, uh, I think there's been 22 uh, T20s there. I think the average score, as you say, is around about 160. Um, uh, Australia, again, they, they tend to, when they've won already one series, they tend to rotate, give people games. I can probably see them maybe maybe resting a couple of the top order batsmen, maybe Warner, yeah. maybe, maybe Finch might even rest himself. So I, I, I see a, a few changes. Um, yeah, it, it'll be interesting. I mean, Australia, I, I, as you say, should should really win. Um, Sri Lanka's problem is they don't score enough runs, really. Uh, and, and, and as I say, you know, getting 130 and 120, as they did in the first two games, is, is never going to cut the mustard. And Australia are going to knock them off quite easily, even if in the second one it, they got that wobble. And as you say, they lost seven wickets. But I still... It's interesting because Australia have scored a big score here. I mean, I was looking at the stats last night and um, they actually, Australia five years ago, scored 280 on this ground. Oh, wow. In, in, a, in, a, in a 2020 game. And, and, and Glenn Maxwell got 145. So I, 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 that's what I'll be looking at. I'll be looking at probably Glenn Maxwell maybe being the value in this particular one for top Australia batsmen. But as I say, a lot of Australian sport, as we know, when, 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 when it becomes, the, the series becomes over... They tend to rotate. Um, it's, I think it's the Australian way. Um, so I'd I, I definitely be looking at team news here, Ed. But okay. I, expect, I, I expect Australia to win. Okay. Uh, for top run scorer lines, uh, could well be worth picking big numbers for the Sri Lankans because that batting of theirs is so weak. Um, the pitch isn't good, as we've said. We've mentioned Wanindu Hasaranga before. I'll throw in. Dasan Shanaka and Chamika Karanaratni. They're lower order players, decent players, but they may only need 30, late 30s, early 40s to win this money line for us. And we're taking uh, big numbers in the thousands, plus 1,000, um, some really big numbers, um, particularly the last two, Dasan Shanaka and Karanaratni. Uh, what about Sri Lanka players to follow for you, John, or is it just... Too much of a minefield. Yeah, too much of a minefield. I mean, I thought what was interesting in that first one, Ed, when they started, I think they were 35 for no wicket after four overs and they totally collapsed, as you say. I think uh, Rajapaksa was coming in a bit too late, coming in at five. I, again, as I said in the first, uh, show, second show, uh, Hasaranga would be my, my bit of value. I mean, he'll probably bat six or seven. Um, goes for his shots, you know, plays in the IPL. And as you say, wouldn't have to score a lot of runs to win it. So, I mean, I, I think the top order Sri Lanka batsmen are probably too short. And, and when you've got something where, you know, a quick 30, a quick 35 could actually win that market, I, I tend to go with the with the players with the bigger numbers. And as I say, any double digits with uh, Hasaranga, I, I, that's what I would play. OK, let's just go back to that mention about Australia rotating their team. I think that lets in us for a possible pick on Josh Inglis. If they rest Warner or they rest Finch, then those are the two Australia openers. 
Inglis is going to play and he's going to open the batting. And I'm not sure the Bet Rivers money line prices are going to work it out. So we may be able to get plus 400 on Josh Inglis. Uh, and he's going to be opening the batting. And I think that would be good value. Any other business, John, before we say goodbye and pick our top two picks each? No, not at all, really. I think I think we've covered everything. As I say, going back to the test match, I think England, you know, maybe, maybe as you said in the, one of the first show, the first show we did, uh, Ed, uh, maybe a lower England batsman like a Craig Overton. I've, I've seen I've seen prices for him around about you know four thousand. You know, he, if he plays, it goes back to what you just said there about Josh English. They're either going to be non-runners or they're going to be value, aren't they? So if if yeah. Craig Over, if Craig Overton is actually in the side to, on Friday for that second test at Trentbridge, he will bat eight, but Batting eight for England when you've got you know, players like Pope, Bairstow, Crawley, Lees, all effectively out of form, hasn't got a lot to beat. And uh, to say a quick 30 or 40 in a, in a low scoring game. And I think I think these two sides, I, I can't see either of these two guys scoring like five or 600. I just don't think they've got it, got it in them. You have to be real flat decks to that, especially in England. So I think I think all the test matches in, in, in England are going to be, are going to be, you know, you'd be a, You'd be a hard person to pick the draw. I think. I think they're going to be result result games. So uh, yeah, someone someone like an Overton coming in at number eight, getting a quick thirty or forty and winning that market at four thousand to me is a, is a is a big price and a lot of value. Okay, good, great stuff. Important point John's made there. We talk about these top run scorer lines and these top wicket taker lines. If your player that you've picked doesn't play, uh, then he's non a non runner. So you get your money. Back, yep. So don't worry about that. Uh, before we pick our picks, just a reminder, do give us a subscription or a follow on the Bet Rivers YouTube channel. Likewise, on the podcast of your choice. Uh, John, do you want to go first with your two top picks? Well, my first one's very easy. Uh, New Zealand, uh, you know, the, the price they are, uh, the fact that they're, they're outsiders for this game, you know, I think... Uh, one one eighty eight, I think it is. Is it one eighty eight, Ed? I think that's. Yeah. I, th- I think it, if you actually look at the first batch, West Indies, oh, sorry, uh, New Zealand were were f- f- long favourites for a lot of that game. It was just one over or what, three balls that basically cost them the the game. So I think, as you said, Ed, they'll they'll get better, and I think that's the that, that'll be my main bet. New Zealand to win the, the second test at Trentbridge, one eighty eight plus one eighty eight. That's the value. And then my other bet would be to stick with Shy Hope for in the in the in the uh, second ODI between Pakistan and, and West Indies. I, I'd look top West Indian bats and shy hope. Again, probably two seven five Ed round about that. I think po- probably they might make it a little bit shorter. Uh, I'd still go with him. Uh, so a shy hope would be my second bet plus plus two fifty two seven five top West Indian bat in that second match. Okay, terrific stuff. I'm going to pick Imam Al Haq for man of the match. Pakistan versus West Indies in that second ODI, keeping fingers crossed for at least plus 1,000. And I'm going to throw in Josh Inglis, top Australia bat in that third T20 between Sri Lanka and Australia, hoping for plus 400. That about does it for your Bet Rivers cricket show. Uh, Join us again next, next time. In the meantime, Give John a follow on Twitter at JohnWright15 and me at Cricket Betting. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Cricket. 
on the Bet Rivers Network.